Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. To everyone who supports Daily Tech News Show directly, to find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Friday, August 10th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. Also joining us from Amateur Traveler, Chris Christensen. This is Chris Christensen with another tech in travel. No, I'm sorry. I didn't have to tap the iPad to make him talk. He's here. (laughs) So nice to have you here, Chris. Thank you. We're going to talk about uh, tech for travel, particularly uh, long-term travel, international travel, you know, power adapters, stuff like that. Uh, Also, our producer, Roger Chang, is here. How are you, Roger? I'm good. Good. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. The Taiwan Fair Trade Commission dropped charges of monopolistic practices against Qualcomm. In exchange, Qualcomm will make $700 million in promised investments related to 5G collaborations, market expansions, startup and university collaborations, and development of a Taiwanese center for operations and manufacturing engineering. Qualcomm can continue its current pricing strategy, which is something it's contesting in court in other regions, including high-profile cases involving Apple. NASA's Parker Solar Probe has arrived at its launch pad in Cape Canaveral, Florida, for an early morning launch Saturday. This probe's going to get within 8.66 solar radii of the sun. That's real close, if you don't if you don't realize that. Uh, the closest a human object has ever been to the sun, to be honest. And at its closest approach, it will also become the fastest velocity relative to the sun of any human-made object at 700,000 kilometers per hour. Parker Solar Probe will study solar wind and coronal mass ejections, among other things, and that could prove very helpful in protecting satellites as well as any people we have up there in orbit. The Philippine Competition Commission has approved Grab's acquisition of Uber's operation in the country, provided that Grab complies with certain conditions to improve the service. Grab must improve fair transparency, booking acceptance rates, complaint response time, as well as reevaluate driver incentives. Grab has 93% of the ride-hailing market after the acquisition of Uber. So you can say they've grabbed almost the entire market there. <laughs> 
pretty much. Nintendo Switch Online will launch in September, and the company has announced some more details about what subscriptions it will include. Uh, subscribers will get online play for games like Splatoon 2, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, among others. Uh, access to classic NES games, some of those with online play as well. Save data cloud backup, which lets subscribers access game data even if they switch to a new system, or let's say you lose your Switch and you have to buy a new one. It's all your game saves will still be there. Subscriptions, if you remember, are $4 a month, $8 for three months, $20 a year, or if you want a family plan, $35 a year. Let's talk a little more about what's going down between Apple and Tesla. John Gruber of Daring Fireball, perhaps you've heard of him, notes that Doug Field has left Tesla after five years, including overseeing Model 3 production. Kind of a big deal. Field was once VP of Mac hardware engineering. And guess what? He's now returning to Apple. Gruber says that Field will work with Bob Mansfield on Apple's Project Titaned car project. Sources have told various outlets as well that Apple changed uh, from the idea of manufacturing a car to developing autonomous car technology. But Field's production experience at Tesla could be put to use either way. Now, I, I know. I know the conversation is supposed to be, oh, Field with his Model 3 experience is going to come in and work on Project Titan, like Gruber said. And, and does this mean they're going to build a car, or is it still just going to be the <laughs> autonomous stuff? But what if they brought Field back to help get MacBook shipping again? Yeah, I was going to say, could I just get a newer version of the MacBook Air? <laughs> you got the Model 3 to ship? Could you do that for our laptops, please? <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it, very hard to say. The fact that he's returning to Apple, which, you know, he, he's already worked there. He's probably, you, one would assume he has, he has good relationships with the folks that he yeah, used to well, work with. Yeah, well, he worked with. closely with Mansfield before, so it makes sense that he would work on projects. Exactly. I mean, the idea that Apple is making its own car, I think, is pretty far-fetched at this point. But having somebody who worked so closely, not only at Apple back in the day, but at Tesla all of this time... And oversaw the you know the the development and eventual shipping of of Model Three vehicles. It seems to point to Apple being more serious than ever about its autonomous technology. But I would put money on the fact that there we're not going to see an Apple car. I I still yeah I don't think you necessarily have to bring Field knows Mansfield Field knows cars Field coming doesn't mean it has to be him replicating what he did at Tesla as far right. as building a car he still mm -hmm. brings that knowledge in. I wonder when he left to go to Tesla, were people speculating that Tesla was going to get into the laptop business? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Well, they kind of are, really. Yeah. <laughs> or the tablet business, anyway, as a center console. Security researchers from Fleetsmith and Dropbox at the Black Hat Conference demonstrated a method for gaining control of a brand new Mac when it makes its first Wi-Fi connection. So... Fresh out of the box, you open it up, makes its first Wi-Fi connection, boom, it's owned. Now, the target Mac for the exploit has to be enrolled in a corporate mobile device management system. So this is going to happen to consumers. It would happen to people at work. The attackers could intercept the handoff between the enterprise server and the Mac App Store to replace the corporation apps, or not even replace, maybe in add to the corporation apps, a bunch of malware. Uh, it's sophisticated attack. Uh, it's not easy to pull off. Could be achieved by large organizations or governments, according to the researchers. And Apple has patched it. If you're up to date to Mac OS 10.13.6, it won't be a problem. But any company that isn't up to date needs to get up to date to avoid this. It does remind me of the days in like Windows 98 or you know way back in Windows NT or things where you couldn't download the patches from Microsoft 
before, once you put it on the internet, you were quite often hacked before you got through all the patches to keep you from being hacked. Oh, right. The, how long, how long can a windows unpatched yeah, windows machine yeah. last on the internet? Yeah. Yeah. This isn't quite that bad because no, no. there has to be some proximity involved. There has to be some sophisticated ability to become the man in the middle to carry off this attack. I also don't know how many people are using that sort of corporate solution for Max. I haven't run across it, so it may be very common, but I am mm. not familiar mm. with people using it. Yeah, that's an interesting question, too. Hey, you guys want to talk about makeup? Yeah, of course. Of course, of course. I mean, who else would I talk to? Why would you ask? L'Oreal is developing augmented reality experiences for Instagram, letting users virtually try on foundation or lipstick or eyeshadow, as well as see things like different eyebrow shapes. L'Oreal bought augmented reality and AI developer Modi Face back in March. The company, L'Oreal, is talking about developing something similar with Chinese partners as well. This is fascinating. I don't care if you don't use makeup. Uh, this is interesting because it is a company that's not Fang, right? Uh, buying an AI company. I think it's interesting for that. L'Oreal buying AI is interesting to me. And it's a new way of shopping. It's, it's not just e-commerce of like go online and buy a thing and have it shipped to you. Sure. It's using those those Insta Stories features to replicate the in-store experience to a certain extent. Hmm. And well, without all the smell. Well, and not only that, but it's um, it's funny. I for one of my other shows, I uh, interviewed the CEO of BeautyCon recently, and um, yeah, and you know, huge uh, sort of a event based company, but but you know, they're doing a lot of um, a lot of uh, stuff behind the scenes as far as um. Uh, teaming up with beauty experts and you know YouTube stars and the whole thing, and it's. It's interesting how much, you know, someone like me is like, oh, if I want something, I don't know, I guess I got to go to like department store and buy it and, you know, try it on. There's bad lighting. And and the the, the new guard is all uh, into the sort of AR experience. Like there's a tutorial on Instagram. Great. But if L'Oreal can say, oh, OK, so, you know, give us a photo of your face and we'll be able to, you know, try some stuff on you to and then, you know, nice little link to buy the product once you find the one that you like the most. Well, yeah, it I makes mean, perfect sense. This is seamless, right? I yeah. open up Instagram stories uh and and i i let it get a live access of, of my face and then i say yeah put that shade of lipstick i'll oh, try this shade of lipstick oh wait put this foundation does that look better mm-hmm. with my complexion yeah. and it's all happening real time. To see that, tom. <laughs> yeah <okay. laughs> tom please do that put the, the foundation <laughs> under my beard is so hard Roger, well, you I, had it. yeah, yeah I, I was just thinking about alternatives for what to do with my eyebrows so that actually could come in handy. Well, okay you eyebrows know, are very important chris even if you even if you don't care about your eyebrows what about hairstyles what about you know beard trimming what about you know there's there's all kinds of things that that this this example opens up that's like hey you the thing you could do only do in the store with a person try on clothes Mm -hmm. try on makeup you could do over the over the not even just over the internet right not take a picture and upload it like live it's happening live and you just get to use augmented reality i think this is a really cool use of augmented reality i guess that's what i'm trying to say yeah there's i just you know i'm one of those people who went into audio for a reason (laughs) (laughs) There may be other uses that you yes. you will be able to get to, Chris. Just just wait in line behind the beauty people. All right, they're blazing this trail this time. Microsoft's Altspace VR released tools to let users create shareable spaces in virtual reality. That works for the Oculus Go and Gear VR. Users can drag and drop objects in a three D space and then invite others to join them. I'm blanking now on the Stanford 
uh, project uh, that was Re- that, recent or are you talking no, about like ten ago? years ago. Oh, gosh. that this reminds uh, me of. But basically, it reminds me of Second Life. Is what it reminds Second me of. Life. Thank you. That was yeah, yeah. came out of Stanford. Uh, sec- it reminds. This is Second Life for the modern lad. Uh, templates include base worlds, SDK playground worlds. They've got a, a few others in the works, and. It, I mean, this is this is also Neil Stevenson land, right? Like this is oh, yeah. this is instead of doing again, like whereas Second Life was, oh, I do it in my browser. This is you do it in a virtual space. You just look around. I spent a lot of time in Second Life at, in at one time. Uh, there's probably still a Chris S. Pankhurst, uh, somebody up there in Second Life, hanging out, looking frozen, wearing an amateur traveler T-shirt. <laughs> I, I mean, I, this this has got a lot of people excited because I think VR is chomping at the bit for the people who like it. There's plenty of uh-huh. you skeptics out there who can take pot shots all day long. There's plenty of material for you to take pot shots at. But for the people who are into it, they're chomping at the bit for something new to do, something new to play around with. And when I say that, I don't mean like just a new game. I mean a new kind of thing. And Microsoft buying Altspace was was a good thing for them especially given their hololens development uh, and alt spaces has got some really cool stuff going on i'm a skeptic with vr for storytelling but not for something like this or mm-hmm. not for games and things where i can easily see that it would be attractive now when you say you're a skeptic for storytelling why is that so when i hear people talk about like wouldn't it be great to have vr movies it just reminds me of doing a field trip with kindergartners where you're trying to get them to focus on the thing that you're trying to get them to focus on. And they're looking all over the place. And <laughs> but you're I'm allowing not sure we know how to s- tell stories effectively that way. I really, the way we tell stories with video is we show you what we wanted to show you where a gaming environment where there are things going on, but you're not, it's not storytelling in the same fashion. It works. I'm not sure that I see it yet for wouldn't it be great to have VR movies and things like that. It's like, no, that sounds, that sounds awful to me. I haven't cracked it yet, but <laughs> I, was story- looking in the right, I was looking in the wrong spot. I missed that. Storytelling began back. around the campfire, right? It began yeah. with a, ver- you know, a 3D space. So I'm not I, saying. I'm not saying that someone won't figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying I certainly haven't figured it out and I can't quite envision yet for that type of storytelling that VR is the right tool. Yeah, you know, my very limited uh, VR uh, sort of documentary viewing um, has has it kind of speaks to this, you know, where sometimes I'm sort of looking over here and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm missing the action, you know, because like there wasn't sort of an arrow being like, don't miss it. But at the same time, I'm like, but this also could have been a very different experience had I just been looking at a few different other things. But that would also require multiple viewings Although, to not miss right, things. Right. So it's you know it's it's sort of charging you know I don't know new territory. Well, in some I, respects, I worked on VR back in the day. I used to work on the QuickTime plugin when that was first coming out, and we were trying to figure out what to do with you know that very crude type of VR back in '96 or something like that. <laughs> so I like VR, but I think it has uses. Moving on to real estate. Last year, property listing site Redfin started experimenting in parts of Southern California with actually buying homes and then reselling them. 
The company is now ready to expand that operation called Redfin Now beyond San Diego and the Inland Empire. That's the greater Los Angeles area, starting with Orange County. Redfin Now gives homeowners offers for 24, uh, sorry, 48 hours of an open house and then sends them their money within a week. The company spent $6 million buying homes in the first quarter of this year and $17 million in the second quarter. So they're pretty serious about it. Redfin says it made money on each home bought and sold. However, the business segment lost about $100,000 overall in the second quarter. Yeah. So they didn't make up the cost of either remodeling the homes for resale or the, or more likely the cost of having to do all of the stuff, pay the people to go and do the listings and, and all of that. So they're making more money on the houses. They're just not at the scale they need. They'll get some efficiencies out of this once they expand it. So I guess what they're saying is we're making enough money of it in a small market that we're confident that the efficiencies will scale out when we go nationwide. And they they plan to do that. I tell you what, it's going to be real enticing to a homeowner who's even, even in a hot market like it is right now to say, oh, wait, I can I can just have my money? <laughs> I don't have to wait 30 days for escrow? Like, oh, yeah. you just give me my money uh, in, in a week? Yeah, I'm in. Uh, this seems like the sort of business that Amazon would get into uh, eventually because it gets oh. into every business. Right. And you know, perhaps, you know, we can uh, go ahead and waive the closing fees. You know, the way that they waive my shipping. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a prime customer. This is the inter- internet version of the big yellow billboard that says we pay cash for houses. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's, I think it's a great business model as long as it's an up market. You know, once you get stuck with a market that, uh, you know, starts to go down. Good question. You're going to have more people wanting to take advantage of it as far as selling their house in a down market because it's harder to sell a house in a down market, right? Sure. Yeah, that's true. The question is, does Redfin, is Redfin able to recoup those costs? Because you can still flip a house in a down market. Sure. Yeah. Because the, the the flip doesn't have to do with the the rise or fall of the cost over time. It's 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 the ability to remodel the kitchen for fifty thousand and then sell it for a hundred thousand right. more than you paid for it. Oh yeah, huh? It's interesting though. Yeah, I yeah. am surprising to me. I, Same. It's one also, of those things where you see it and you go, oh sure, yeah, okay, I get that. Well, uh, you, you, yeah, you see the news and you're like, oh yeah, I guess you could do that. <laughs> But I've never once thought about it not being so. You know, you, you might have a realtor. You know, there's some middlemen oh, yeah. going on here. But 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 in general, it's a a C two C business. Yeah. Always and, has been. Yeah, yeah. And the reason you need a realtor is because it's so complex. If Redfin takes the complexity out of this, realtors are not going to like this. Realtors no. already don't love no. the fact that Redfin is making it too easy for people to shop around right. uh, because it takes away some of their expertise right realtors mm-hmm. part of what realtors do is say i will help you find i will help navigate all the stuff out there and recommend homes that'll fit what you want if you can just go on a redfin and do that well that right. takes away one piece of what they do they still have other things they do but now redfin's like also we're going to sell the house directly to people <laughs> uh that's taken away a big part yeah. of what realtors do now it's it's not going to take away from some of the people who are the best at realtors, you know, the ones who just sold my the, the realtor who just sold my parents' home, you know, and staged it himself and did home repairs and took yeah. their stuff away in his truck. It, you know, <laughs> Redfin's not going to do that, yeah. but it, it's going to hurt people who aren't that. But good if Redfin comes in and says, <laughs> "Yeah, but we'll give you your cash in a week, uh, exactly. and you don't have to do any of that stuff, you don't have to repair anything, we'll take care of all that," you're going to make less money, though. That's the thing. Well, it depends because they could yeah. cut down on the, you know, they could potentially cut down on the commission. Yeah, that's true. 
Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. All right, let's get to the real reason we had Chris in today. Must have tech when you travel internationally. I've got some ideas of my own from when I went to Australia earlier this year, but you do this on the regular. What's, what's the stuff? On the, on the regular. <laughs> uh, you know, when Roger was talking about doing this story, I don't carry a lot of stuff, right? So I don't have, you know, first of all, there's no magic bag of 20 different items that I carry because I don't want to. Well, that's one of the keys to traveling is keeping it light. And I think a lot of people feel like, well, if I'm going to take my tech, then I'm going to have to take a lot of stuff. Right. Well, and that's why, you know, my basic kit starts with, you know, a MacBook Air because I'm still doing work on the road, you know, an iPad mini and and an iPhone, you know, your smartphone of choice because you can do so much on them these days. So you do take a tablet and a laptop. You don't try to consolidate into one. The tablet is, well, first of all, it's a mini and it has no weight, uh, but I also carry the keyboard for that when I'm going to do a long plane flight because I can actually use it at the seat mm-hmm. without ah, yes. that six extra inches of, you know, extended, uh, you know, leg room because the laptop, even the small laptop, like, uh, like a MacBook Air, it's tough using those on a plane. Um, and so, yeah, I do carry that, although predominantly the the iPad is the consumption device. It's the sometimes write stories on, but it's also got my TiVo shows. It's mm-hmm. got my Netflix shows that I downloaded or Amazon Prime or whatever. It a lot is of times you can connect to the planes entertainment system through it too. Exactly. It's got ebooks and things like now, that. Now, Chris, yeah. if, you, if you bring an, a keyboard extender for the mini, do you really mm-hmm. need the laptop? Yes, because I am a web developer. Ah. <laughs> so, yeah. so they having that. the Unix machine, basically, which is why I use uh, a MacBook, um, is pretty necessary for kind of the work that I do. Sure. I mean, and I ask that because I would never be able to leave my laptop at home if I was right. gone for more than maybe anything more than a like quick weekend. There's just no way. I mean, it, I might as well leave the house I start to home. break out and sweats a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> leaving the laptop on. <laughs> Exactly. What about what about the little problem, things? But, uh, what about what? the dongles and the wires? That that's where I think people get bogged down. Yeah, so I actually have I didn't put it on the list we have here, but I have a real simple device for first of all maintaining all the wires. I do you remember back when you were in elementary school and you had the pencil case that fit in your three ring binder mm-hmm. the, yeah. the yeah. pencil yeah. case that's sure. like fabric yeah. uh, I have one of those in my backpack because it keeps the cables from getting all tangled ah. and so I've got my you know my USB cables for the microphone if I'm bringing that for my earbuds if I'm bringing those uh, you know not just using the airpods uh, for the it's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence, 
Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. USB no, no data cable, mm-hmm. right, for connecting to recharge in the airport when you don't know where, when you don't know where that USB has been. <laughs> yeah, when you don't know where, what, it's conne- what else it might be connected what to. What else yeah. it might be connecting to and what they might be trying to download onto your device. Just search uh, no data USB cable, folks. There's a million of these out there. They're pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah, and they're very cheap. Yeah, but it basically just protects your device. It can only do, you can only power with that device. Um, so, you know, those sort of things are in my little, my little pencil case, as it were. <laughs> yeah, so, so what other uh, little random stuff do you bring? So I do bring a, a Hutu, uh, which is both a power brick that I can recharge devices, especially if I'm a particularly long plane flight. So, for instance, I was flying back from the Czech Republic, and the tourism board had scheduled my flights, and so they used a budget carrier. So instead of getting back in two flights, it was three, and I had to do the bus and things. So I was in transit for 28 hours, I think, ahead of that whole day. And so then it's useful to have some additional ability to charge because you know how difficult it is to, in some airports to find recharging. So the Hutu device is also a Wi-Fi uh, router or Wi-Fi extender. Mm. So basically I'm carrying the one device that even if I never use that functionality, I can use it to just recharge a USB device. Uh, so it's kind of handy that way. And it's not very big. It's uh, about the size of... Well, it's about the size of an Apple TV or, or, or one of those kind of devices. So about four inches by four inches, maybe a little smaller than that, three and a half by three and a half. And one what, about, what about on the app side of things, Chris? I mean, I know yeah. we, you know, I, I am actually so guilty of walking <laughs> through Street View before I go somewhere to the point oh where my I'm, gosh. <laughs> don't mess it up for yourself, Sarah. Like, you know, <laughs> at, you know, get there and then see it, you know, with your with your virgin eyes for the first time. But 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 beyond that, are, are there some app tricks that make life easier? Well, there's a few apps that I recommend. You, you know, one, as you mentioned, for instance, making sure you have the latest version of the airline app before you get on the plane. Yeah. And especially for, you know, I, United more and more, I'm flying the flights that you, you go in and there's no screen at all, right? Because they're just doing the Wi-Fi and then the bring your own device model. Uh, and so you want to have that latest version of that. But I use TripIt. I think we've talked about that before, Tom. Yeah, I live. Uh, I don't know where I am if TripIt doesn't tell yeah, me. Exactly. <laughs> and and the one time I didn't, you know, put the update in TripIt when the airline sent it to me was the one time that I missed a flight because mm-hmm. I trusted TripIt. And, well, TripIt didn't, you know, it wasn't their fro- problem. It was mine that we'd booked the flight, you know, months and months ahead of time. And then I forgot to notice that it changed unfortunately it was my daughter's wedding so you know 
<laughs> there yeah. are those flights. It is, you don't one of the, it is one of the essentials. Uh, but if you want to find out more recommendations on the apps, on the on the little stuff, uh, any of the stuff that Chris packs, he's got it all collected together in a section called "What I Pack" at AmateurTraveler.com. Thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. There are lots of travel stories in our subreddit, and there are lots of other tech stories, too, and we love them all. You can submit your own and vote on others at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. See you one place or the other, or maybe even both. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the thing of the day, which actually isn't Chris Christensen today, but it comes from Big Jim on IBM blockchain shipping efforts. Hey, DTNS crew. It is I, Big Jim, the trade nerd. And today I want to talk about, again, blockchain in the supply chain because it seems to be a growing field. Now, one of the things that came out today was Maersk, AP Maersk, which is the largest ocean vessel operator in the world, and IBM are going to join together to provide a new open platform called TradeLens. And TradeLens is going to be able to provide a lot of those blockchain activities that we've talked about in previous episodes. The big thing to point out here is that Maersk in it of itself is bringing in a lot of customers because they're the largest, but they're also bringing in a lot of terminals. Uh, they have 234 terminals worldwide. So this is a big grab by Maersk and a good get by IBM to get them involved. The other interesting thing is Pacific International Lines, or PIL, is also joining within this IBM's framework. Uh, now, it doesn't also surprise me that Hamburg Suit is there. Hamburg Suit is actually owned by Maersk. What I think we're going to see is we're going to see Mediterranean Shipping Company who is already in an ocean consortium or a partnership with Maersk join into this IBM platform too. And then we'll see the other ocean consortiums, which are basically these steamship lines, they team up, they work together. I think these other ocean consortiums are going to choose individual providers. So I think we're going to see Microsoft get into this game. And I think we're going to see Google get into this game. Hmm. But that's just my two cents. For tech and trade, as well as the Daily Tech News Show's trade advisor, I'm Big Jim. Thank you, Big Jim. Uh, I, th- you. That was so much better than my commentary on that story would have been. I pr- really appreciate that. <laughs> You're just do. glad you didn't have to pronounce Maersk. Yeah, now we know. <laughs> we had it right, though. We had it right, though. Should have gone with our guts. That's true. Uh, what else do we have in the mailbag this time? Well, we got a bunch of mailbags. Uh, we got a few comments about our conversation from yesterday's show about uh, the U.S.'s new Space Force, or at least the latest <laughs> Space uh, details we have about Space Force. And Curtis said... Is it just me? But every time I hear Space Force, all I can picture is Starship Troopers. I mean, you're not wrong. Now, it is not just you. <laughs> now, and I don't know how everybody else feels about that movie, but I love Starship Troopers. That is a really funny movie. No? <laughs> yes. I like Starship No, I have nothing. I, like I, have, too. <laughs> I cannot contradict you. It's really funny. Okay. That was one of the first DVDs I ever had. Really? Yeah. Because I worked at a used bookstore, and somebody came and sold it, and we were all excited. Like, <gasps> somebody sold DVDs to us. This was like 1998. Oh, uh, yeah. And so I, I had a PC that could play DVDs, so I, I was able to check it out, take it home, and watch Starship Troopers on my Windows 98 machine. I mean, because of that, have you seen it, like... A no, handful of that's times, the only way I ever saw it. Yeah. it was on my little, like, 14-inch Windows monitor. Well, every anytime I hear Space Force, I'm going to hear Space Force. Starship Troopers because of you, Curtis. So thank you. Also, thanks to Chris Christensen for being with us this fine Friday. Usually we only hear Chris, but today 
for anybody watching the video, you got to see him too. Chris, what has been going on with you? No, hey, hey, you know, I mean, we get to talk back to Chris. That was the really exciting thing. Yes. Well, you don't get to talk back to me. It's just that I don't get to defend You don't get to answer, right. No, he got to talk back to us. I guess that's the thing, yeah. Yeah, it's our our AR version. Uh, Chris, what's been going on with you and how can people keep up with your excellent work? Uh, Well, AmateurTraveler.com is where we come out with a weekly podcast of different places to go. Check it out, folks, if you haven't already. Uh, Thanks to everybody who supports the show in all the various ways that you can do it. Uh, We have lots of ways to keep the show running, but you are our best and favorite. If you have a dollar to spare, uh, you can keep the show getting better and join a bunch of other people who feel the same way about the show at patreon.com slash DTNS. It gets you access uh, at various levels to things like a weekly column. Roger uh, wrote a great column this week on the Patreon. Uh, you also get access to a Discord where you can talk to other members. At certain level, you get into the, the, the analyst Slack where you can really dig into the stories of the day and, and there's more. So go check it out, patreon.com slash DTNS. Also, don't forget, I'm headed to the St. Louis area September 6th and 7th. I'm looking for locations to do the show. I've got lots of leads out there, but if you got ideas, I'm still taking them. Feedback at DailyTechNewsShow.com. That is the same email address. You can write us with questions, comments, feedback, what you had for lunch, how you feel about cosmetics. We will take it. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. That's 2030 UTC. And you can find out more at DailyTechNewsShow.com slash live. We shall return on Monday with Lamar Wilson. Talk to you then. is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 